0: Today is Thursday, December 21st, 2023, and you're listening to the Ask a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Okay, some politics and religion. Let's mix it up and a little bit of demon stuff. So, um, Trump off the ballot in Colorado. Just can't ignore it, right? Sometimes you try to get away from politics and focus on uh, religion and Christianity, but man, that's a big one. So the Bible does talk a lot about pushing back against injustice. This is one of the biggest in-your-face injustices. Love him or hate them, uh, Colorado Clearly jumped the shark, um, and man, it's an overstretch. Anyway, it is a sad day for the justice of upholding the Constitution. Anyways, we'll talk about that. Uh, Santa is a lie. Where do people stand? How long do you let your kids believe in in Santa? Um, does anyone actually believe? Are they a theistic Santa? <laughs> um, I think most of us do not subscribe that Santa is real. Um, so we talk about you know, do you just always tell your kids and crush their hopes and dreams? But if you never build up Santa, there's no hopes and dreams to crush. It's just like nah, bro, it's a story, just like anything else. Um, let's see. Oh, a TV show. Um, Come Along Lane. Uh, uh, this is apparently Netflix's new hottest show where it's two, two gay dads teaching their little toddler boy to wear a dress and dance. Um, so that's cringy. Um, we talk about that. We find one of our per- people, Steph, apparently it was her kid's favorite show. I'm like, you let them watch that? They're like, well, not anymore. I'm like, goodness, have, have you never seen this before? Anyways, I only saw a clip and that was enough. Uh, Witches and Spiritual Warfare. So we talk to someone who has a real-life witch as an ex-sister-in-law. Then we talk about, you know, spiritual warfare and the bigger ramifications, what's legit, what's crazy. Um, then we got into to do states' rights and health care. And, you know, what is incumbent upon a government to do for its citizens? At what point does that get taken advantage of through waste and abuse and where should it cease? Um, so all these topics and more for your Christmas holiday listening pleasure. Um, ho, ho, ho. So, um... Yeah, check out the Ask a Christian store, grab a copy of the Ask a Christian book about sharing the gospel with people who are not always so civil and having civil dialogue with people who are also not always so civil. So, um, have an awesome Christmas if I don't see you before then. I may or may not be here tomorrow. Um, yeah, that's it. All the links are in the podcast description, so you can click your way to uh, help support this podcast. Take care, everyone. All right, fun stuff yeah i was gone yesterday you may have may have noticed steph uh, or opened a room for like 10 seconds she's like hey i'm steph here's a room and then like a thousand people come to it anyways i had, to, I had a kid's uh, christmas play to go to so i took the day off uh let, man i shouldn't have all kinds of crazy stuff went down so i mean it's, it's hard right because politics religion you know don't talk about any of them people say but then you got to talk about both at the same time oh thanks bobby for the uh for the icons, those are those are great. I'm excited to see the new things you're working on, but the Ask a Christian one is awesome. But uh, so much stuff happened, right? So, okay, forget politics, but then let's totally talk about politics. So, <laughs> uh, biblically speaking, uh, and the last time I was here, like two days ago, people talked about, well, you know, we should come out of this world. We're citizens of heaven, yada, yada. Yes, I get that to a point, but we also have to live in this world. Um, so you have to you know, support support uh, secular government or Satan or whatever you want to call it every time you want to eat or buy gas. Like your tax dollars go to this. So you're, you're doing something. You're interacting with the world around you to some degree. Anyway, so the Bible talks a lot about injustice. So I know people have their stance on politics and like, you know, especially presidents and Biden and Trump and whatever. But for example, Colorado yesterday, you know, disqualified Trump, and they removed him from the ballot. It doesn't matter if you think he is the devil incarnate. If you're, well, I mean, I guess that may, I mean, legally, it wouldn't matter. Um, but if he's a really, really bad guy, like if you already think he's bad, times it times 20, it doesn't matter. It, we have laws, we have the letter of the law, that needs to be followed. That's how civilization uh, doesn't collapse, which is, you know, why we're collapsing. So, you know, they t- they cite the 14th Amendment, which is a civil war thing, which says, you know, if someone is involved in an insurrection, uh, they're basically they can be disqualified from being president. That's what they said, because he was totally involved in an insurrection. Well, there's no evidence of that. Like all the evidence we have is him telling people to, you know, peacefully go home. An insurrectionist would say something like, hey, light stuff on fire, take things by force, you know, charge, stampede. Um, an insurrectionist would not say peacefully go home. Uh, Anyways, regardless, um, some things that would help to support that case is, I don't know, if he would have been convicted of an insurrection or if he would have even actually been charged with an insurrection or anything related to it. He's never been charged. People just take, like, you know, the dude Rachel Maddow or whatever and, you know, Chris Hayes and all these people with stupid glasses on MSNBC. People with glasses aren't stupid. I have glasses. Not what I mean. But, you know, these people – they just take the, the word of the talking heads, like, insurrection, insurrection, if you say it enough times, they believe it. Um, that's not true. Like, he has never even been charged with an insurrection. So to make that case is just an absolute injustice. And that's something the Bible uh, encourages a lot of pushback on, um, is injustice. Even uh, when we're looking at, at the wedding stuff, right, the wedding vows, and what is love? It says, you know, love— um, Does not rejoice at injustice or whatever, but, you know, rejoices at at justice and right doing. I'm paraphrasing. But all through the Bible, it talks about pushing back upon injustice. So, anyways, that's point number one. Uh, Let's see. Does anyone have anything to say about point number one? Or have I I made everyone run run away? Okay, great. Point two. Uh, Santa is a lie. (laughs) Like, why, why? I don't know. It bothers me. Like, I get the, you know, the joys of being a child and childlike wonder and all this stuff. But um, at my my kids Christmas uh, program yesterday, you know, all the parents are around. And after the show was over, um, the very end of it, uh, the, the teacher's like, oh, we have a special guest kids. Like, Look who it is. And it's like this, you know, old guy. with like a shorter beard than mine comes in, and they get like, Santa Claus, ah! and all the kids are like,
1: yeah, it's Santa, it's Santa,
0: and I'm just like, okay, okay, and I see my kid from, like, all the way across the room, and they just kind of give me this look, like, rolling their eyes, I'm like, yep, <laughs> I give him a thumbs up, and one of my neighbors was there, and he leans over to me, he's like, oh, isn't amazing, the childlike innocence, and, like, the wonder, I'm like, huh, I'm like, your, your kid still believes in Santa, he's like, and this, these are third graders we're talking about, he's like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Don't yours. I'm like, dude, I've told them a lie from the time they could talk. I'm like, I'm like, I've told us a lie from the time they talk. No. I'm like, why? Why would you lie to your kids? Uh, Anyways, like, well, well, don't tell my kid that. (laughs) I'm like, okay. well, I don't know how I'm like looked at as like, you know, the the worst parent ever. I'm like, on one hand, it may be a little selfish because why would I want to pour tons of money into my kids Christmas and then like let some guy that doesn't exist get credit for it? I'm like, well, no, like I bought you those presents. So, you know, think dad and think mom and think, you know, your grandma and grandpa. On the other hand, it's like, why do you want to (laughs) lie? Like, Why do you want to just intentionally deceive your kid? That's like, there's no better way to set the groundwork for conversations later. Like, oh, well, you said Santa was a lie when I was 12. So, you know, now is your God a lie? Are you lying about that? It's like, well, no, I actually believe that. They're like, well, how can I trust you? You lied to me my whole childhood about Santa. Um, So, I mean, most people can, I I don't think anyone's seriously become an atheist because of that reason. I mean, maybe somewhere, but I mean, it just doesn't seem like a good precedent. It's like, look, Santa's a fairy tale, blah, blah, blah. And then other people are like, oh, Jesus is a fairy tale, prove Jesus exists. Ugh, pray to Jesus. If God's going to prove he exists to you, it's going to be that way. But um, if we're talking about what I actually believe, I believe Santa is a lie. Um, I mean, it was based on like the dude that punched like what, Aries in the face or whatever, like the council of Nicaea um but i mean you know the folk legend of santa is is made up um but i actually believe the death burial and resurrection of jesus so you know if we're being true to our convictions okay anyways i'm wondering on a tangent bubba bubby yeah, come up and tell us what santa is getting you for christmas i mean we all know it's a lump of coal but all right that's all i got oh no no that's not all i got i got one more thing oh good lord okay Steph needs to get in here um, (laughs) Because apparently she is not supervising what her child is watching. So has anyone heard, you bet you have young children, right? I I forget how young, but has anyone heard of the Netflix abomination called Come Along Lane on Netflix? Features a young boy in a dress dancing for his two gay dads. Um, So, yeah, I, I saw this video clip. People are freaking out over it. It's the next big thing from Netflix. It's like a black and white gay dad. And they have uh, a little boy. He's like two or three-year-old little boy. And uh, they're like, there's a video. It's disgusting. It's like, oh, hello, little Timmy, or whatever his name was. It's like, oh, why don't you show us your moves? Show us how you strut your stuff. Ah! And then it, like, flips the screen. And uh, the kid comes out, like, in a little tutu dress. And it didn't look like he has anything on under it. But, I mean, you know, whatever. Um, but but it, there's definitely, like, a tutu dress. He comes out dancing around, like, leaping like a ballerina. Um, and there's like, Oh, it's so precious. It's so precious. I'm like, Oh my gosh. So I put, I posted that as like a meme. So, you know, it's just like the next, the next thing. in you know, the debaucherous state of our nation. Um, and St- Steph was like, Oh, said, I, I forget what she said, but she said something about it in one of the comments. And she's like, I'm like, should I put that in parenting for, you know, people to have a good show? She's like, no, of course not. I'm like, wait, you know, I'm joking. Right. I'm like, and she's like, "Well, my kid's not watching that show anymore." I'm like, "Anymore?" She's like, "No, not anymore." I'm like, "You mean they did?" She's like, "It was like his favorite show." <laughs> so let's uh, let's parent shame Steph when she gets here, if she gets her. I mean, who? I mean, you know, my kids have probably saw some pretty messed up stuff that I haven't been paying attention to when I'm cooking. Oh, I'm thinking maybe it's time to switch it up. <laughs> and see, then that's where like the other. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's where the, the dude met that, out that's where like the other other like you know progressive christians the lovey christians because apparently we're mean-spirited full of hate um i mean if, if you want to have no personality to it be like this is bad this is two gay dudes blah 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 but if you have a little mirth in it because i don't know it's just some of our personalities to like joke a little b- a bit about it it's like uh comedians right they say like tragedy like you have to joke about tragedy And that's, that's like help people cope or whatever, whatever. Maybe this is like, help us cope with sin. It's like calling it out while also having a little irreverence and like mockery of it. I mean, you know, but it's not like we're Elijah, like mocking the prophets of, of Baal and, you know, um, doing everything that until there. So a little lighthearted mockery of disgusting sin. Um, so it's like, yeah, love the sinner, hate the sin. So, you know, um, this is a cartoon we're talking about, but let's switch because the other like progressive Christian or whatever was talking about, you know, how bad it was and how, like, loving and, and stuff they are and how bad us Christians are who, you know, call out biblical sin for what it is. Um, so I like, well, look, I don't hate anyone like, you know, goodness, I'm going to uh, Christmas with my wife's family and there's, there's going to be at least like four or five gay people, couples. Um, I think one's even married um, present. So I'm not going like, to run in and like, be like, hey, firewood for hell, how's it going? And, you know, drop all kinds of like, you know, gay slurs and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, you know, if they bring up the issue, they're going to know where we stand. Like, you know, we've talked about it before, their whole family's Catholic, um, at least Catholic, Catholic enough to say that, you know, they, they disagree with the lifestyle. <laughs> um, so it, it's known. And, you know, if they, if they want to bring the conversation up, they're going to hear what Nate thinks about it. Um, but, yeah. So it's like, well, okay, I'm on a tangent. Sean, save me.
2: Only Jesus can save me. Touche. Touche, pussy cat. But anyway, I'm gonna deal with those, those, those. I have, I have a gay cousin, and my son, my my youngest son, is struggling with bi- his right now. Um, I, and Mormonism, ain't that a kick in the head? But one thing I wanna say. Uh the first time I ever had to really deal with some a family member who was actually gay and dressed in a dress was at the home going of my uncle and it happened to be his grandson. And he was just balling and I you know, I couldn't feel nothing you know, I couldn't never feel the love I have for my uncle and
0: Oh, you're chopping up really bad yeah you're, you're gonna have to wait a bit that, that's really bad you're yeah just wait until you get a better signal that's that's chopping up super bad um I, I heard you had a gay cousin though um but yeah whenever you get some more bars let us know um let's see um no, Bob, I'm not going to let you talk today. We're, we're taking a break from that. Like, all you're going to do is like Calvinist or blah, blah, blah. The Trinity's blah, God's a lie or whatever. So no, I'm um, no heresy today. Um, so do you think that would be a good idea? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Yeah. You've had, I, I don't know. I mean, what, what subscription service? I, I don't even know. I mean, my, my kids are kind of old, old, um, older, like past the stuff they're trying to like indoctrinate in like animation now. Um, like, I don't know. They're not really into, I mean, there's only like two shows they really watch. Like, they like, they like the Thundermans. Have you heard that? It's like an older Nickelodeon show. Um, it's not a cartoon. It's like real, real live acting. And I mean, it seems pretty tame. Like, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of it when I'm like cooking dinner and stuff and they have it on. So, I mean, it seems pretty tame. Your kids may not be old enough for that one yet. Um, who's Nate Guest? That's not Bobby, is it? Well, welcome, Vincent, F.J., anyone else? Feel free to jump up and speak if you like. I'm just going to invite everyone, except Bob. Sorry, Bob. Do, 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 do. Invite Nate Guest, whoever that is. Oh, I can't click on <laughs> Man, People have still tried to encourage me to get into, like, the... um the audio chats where, you know, not like a live room, but where you have to leave like voicemails for people. That is the most irritating thing on earth. I don't know how people can do that. Like I'll I'll get some of the rooms and I'll see, it's like an hour long dialogue and there's like, you know, 20 people. And it's like, what the heck do you do? It's like every time you start the thing, then you have to like skip forward, like through like 50 people to get to the spot where you last heard. And then if you want to share a thought, you have to hold the stupid thing down. And if it's more than like a minute, you have to keep doing it. I'm like, this is like, the, I mean, this is what I imagine hell would be like. Like, one of the layers of hell would be this. Um am like, this is the most counterintuitive thing on Earth. Like, to try to say that's better than, than chat, that you can just like, boom, read it all. And I know there's a way that I guess you can read the transcript, but still, oh, it's painful. Hey, Connie, good morning. Welcome. Did I see someone? I thought I saw FJ up here. No? What's up to you? Good morning, good morning. Hey, Francis. Welcome. Is everyone ready for a nice Christmas holiday? Sean, you want to try your mic again? Hey, Nate, is that better? I heard that. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, Gay oh, cousin.
2: Oh. Okay, but uh, anyway, I got one word for you. Don't get no lumps of coal in your stockings today. This Sunday. This, uh, this Sunday. <laughs> Uh, you know, I I went to see Santa Claus when I was four. Sat on his knee. I got a red wagon from my parents. Okay? <laughs> like a radio flyer? Yeah, exactly. So, I know Santa ain't real, but I still enjoy Miracle on 34th Street. I still enjoy Year Without a Santa Claus. Santa Claus is coming to town. I ain't Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I enjoy all of that. My wife says she liked the Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> so your choice, the Jim Carrey or the one narrated narrated by B- Boris? Karloff. Oh, good lord! I do not
0: like. No, I can't. I can't stand the Jim Carrey one like that. Oh, I can't stand Jim Carrey.
2: Or the like I said, or the Boris Karloff
0: one. You're a mean one,
2: Mr. Grinch.
0: That's, is, that the is that the cartoon like the old cartoon one? Yes, I think that's the best one. <laughs>
2: And it's nothing wrong with that. it's not real, it's just fantasy.
0: But well, like I, the... I try to get my kids to watch like the Trans Siberian Orchestra, like their Christmas, uh, Christmas concert where it like you know goes through and tells the story of Christmas and then it has all the like awesome like rock opera music with it. I'm like, watch this kids, there's fire and lasers. <laughs> They're not really into it, but I'm trying to get them into it. I'm like, it's awesome. How do you not like this? Well get well, you know what to do? Here's the, here's the key.
2: Let them watch a Charlie Brown Chris. Christmas.
0: Oh, I can't stand Charlie Brown either. I didn't mean, that's a sin. I just don't you like the animation, matter. like the little curlicue thing in his head. Like I don't know, it's just it's weird. Like Penny is that like? I just well, don't like gotta the remember, drawings.
2: You got to remember Charles M. Schulz when he was drawing that, but he was a Christian, and he actually gives the I meaning of Christmas in in the cartoon.
0: Okay well maybe maybe how, how some Christians like don't don't sing uh, you know they only sing the songs and I the, the psalms and I think they're really restrictive on their worship in church maybe I'll uh-huh. be like one of those Christians but for like media so like instead of getting the Christmas story from Charlie Brown I'll just be like no no just get it from the Bible <laughs>
2: <laughs> Well yes and good to be part of the frozen Chosen, yes and. No. <laughs> Uh Trump, I you already know where I stand on him. Uh but uh as far as um as far as uh, getting back. I had a cousin who was gay. He was he was the grandson of my late grand uncle and we went to the funeral and he was weeping so I want that I wanted to reach out and you know just hug him and comfort him. But him being in a dress stopped me. <laughs> okay. So I get it. I, you know, I felt his pain and I understand that he's my cousin and I'm supposed to love him and I do. But the Christians, the Christian in me could not go over to him because he was really inconsolable. Uh, and as far as this, but you notice, they have to put on, on even on network te- television and cable television they have to have a gay character in the shows now and they, and, and even if, if it's a straight person playing a gay character uh is there like um, what's his name uh there's a show that my wife likes to watch it's a comedy drive called sisters well one of the persons is an actual is an actual straight man but he's playing a gay man. And, he, and the last, he was taken to a gay club by his straight friend so that, because the straight friend was raised by gay. And, 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 and he, then he saw this guy, this guy came up to him and basically he was putting him off, rejecting him. But actually in secret, he said, I'm just gonna get his number and I'm gonna deal with him later and go for a walk with him <laughs> so i' I'm, I'm, I'm so the same thing you saw but for it to be a little child that was disgusting to me and my and my stomach you know I'm gonna make want to throw up uh the scripture says very clear whoever teaches one of these little ones to do such things it is better for them to have a millstone wrapped around that neck and thrown into the sea. So, uh, I have no, uh,
0: when you do that to children, I have no I have no place for you there. All right. Well, on that happy right. note, and also, like, that's another thing, right? Like, everyone wants to, oh, let me tell my wife, bye, from work. Yes, I do have one, you jerks. She is real. Mm. Have a good day. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So what I, was, what I was saying, I don't even know. Um, well, that's where, you know, that's a different category from, you know, being loving and kind towards your, you know, gay dude, cousin in a dress. Um, it's like, if that's out of your comfort zone, which it's out of my comfort zone, it's like, I don't like touching people anyways. Like I don't even like hugging people who I like. <laughs> I mean, you know, I like my kids and my wife, I hug them, but I mean, you know, other people that's not like immediate family, it's like, bro, bro, we, we just fist bump, just like, you know, hang out. Like I, Yeah, we're cool. We're cool. I don't need a hug. Just just fist bump. Um, But then you add like a dress and some stuff like that to it. It's like if everyone wants to be respected for, you know, letting their little freak flag fly. It's like, well, our our desire should be respected, too. It's like you want to wear a dress? Fine. You want me to hug you in that dress? Uh, I'm going to respect you doing whatever you want wearing dress. Respect me for not wanting to, you know, be that close to you in a dress. Um, That has nothing to do with like hatred or bigotry. That's just like respecting boundaries. Um, what do you think, Serendipity? I agree. That's not enough. We need more.
3: I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have the flu. You'll have to bear with oh. me. <laughs> I'm just not at a, <coughs> at a hundred. Oh boy! Right.
0: We'll get well and and all that stuff. Thank you. You will be in our prayers.
3: I appreciate that.
0: <clears throat> I just prayed for you.
2: <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Oh, and uh, Nate, by the way. I know the, excuse the background. The Pope just okay for the priest to bless same sex marriage.
0: Dude. I'm saying. I know and Catholics are bending over backwards and even they're like uniting with like the other Orthodox people. Like, even the Eastern Orthodox are, like, defending it, um, even though they're not even Catholic. But my like, guys, how are – you're, like – you're bending over backwards so hard to try to say, well, no, no, it's not saying that they're blessing homosexual unions. What it's doing is saying they're actually, uh, you know, uh, blessing the individual person um, who then just happens to be holding hands with their gay husband um, at the same time, but they're totally not blessing the couple together. They're blessing each individual gay person totally on their own. Um, I'm like, but dude, they're holding hands and kissing. They're, but that's not what they're blessing. I'm like, okay, man, do what you want. Do what you want. I'm like, the, the level of like gymnastics they have to go through to do that, I'm like, just call a sin a sin. <laughs> just, like, just repent. Just repent. Just repent.
2: Okay, so that means that their doctrine, that they can now take communion, they can now... Uh which is a mockery of communion, and then they're violating Hebrews 10.28 says they do insult to the spirit of grace and count the blood of Christ as a common thing. You know how dangerous
0: that is? I mean, at this point, man, just add one more thing. Just add on one more thing to him.
2: No, First Corinthians eleven. I, I, I deal with this. First Corinthians eleven says this: that they drink damnation to themselves, not deserving of the one spot. And I just ended with that. And we use, and you just take it from there, and they
0: Well, I'll take it back to the serendipity. You got some uh, some Dayquil or have you got the Rona?
3: Mm, no, it's it's the flu. My- brother tested positive for the flu. So yeah uh, I'd be happy. I took it to my parents. That's the thing I'm really worried about. Oh you
0: gave your parents the flu?
3: I did. I went to visit them over the weekend.
0: <laughs> Merry Christmas. Right. Oh,
3: worst child ever. Hey <laughs> <laughs> mom and dad here's the flu. Enjoy your Christmas. <laughs>
0: Well, now I guess you can all be sick together. I mean, you're not going to recontaminate. So, I mean, I guess you can just go right. hang out with them, anyways.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: You can cough over the Christmas turkey together.
3: Exactly. <laughs>
0: uh, does that
3: conspire about who else we want to invite?
0: <laughs> Maybe. Same <laughs> <us> person invite.
3: <laughs> yep. <laughs> Share the love
0: uh stock up on some zinc maybe zinc and some emergency or something like that
3: yes have been i
0: can't lemon. tell the elder yep lemon ginger tea lemon ginger tea yeah sure. oh yeah there's like this unholy concoction my neighbor makes they're like all holistic and and whatever but like whenever they're uh any of them get like a little get, gets like a little tinge of anything they think is going to be a sickness, they go like all in. They make like this um, concoction of like oregano oil, thieves oil, um, honey, lemon, ginger, uh, cayenne pepper, and um, like raw garlic, and uh, they swear by it. I don't know.
3: Oh, well, those have all got <laughs> some serious immune boosting.
0: Well, just in time, as if the sirens call has gone out. Um, I don't know if Steph has like finished blocking Netflix from her child's TV, but, um, we're talking about like, you know, potions and holistic remedies for uh, serendipity to get better. So Steph, what is the recommendation of your coven? <clears throat>
1: um, generally what is a catch-all is stripping naked, finding a lone pine tree in the woods and dancing under the full moon facing outward. If that doesn't work, then I don't know. I got nothing.
3: Do I have to wait for the full moon to get
0: better. <laughs> yes. Can someone Steph, you know, you know this stuff. It's in your religion. When, when is the full moon? Is it soon?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, hold on. I will tell you. Because my <laughs> iPhone is a <laughs>
0: the next full moon.
1: Uh, it is currently a waxing gibbous and the next full moon is in 5 days.
0: Wow, I asked That's my not phone, too long. it it just tells me about my moon phase lunar calendar. It didn't even tell me I so if I do, I want you to go on. No, no, uh, Siri did good.
1: Listen, um, the uh, the i the new iPhone update, the weather app tells you about the moon phases, so it was a pretty easy research endeavor there.
0: Yeah, next it's going to have your zodiac sign. Yep. So I did not know there was like two zodiac signs. Um, apparently. So so I, I was watching the show, and um, my my wife's watch watches this like stupid reality romance dating show and these people like met and I was like watching a little bit of it and like oh I'm a Scorpio what's your sign and someone else is like I'm a Sagittarius Sagittarius and this other guy they were trying to like date's like oh I'm like a Libra Libre I'm like why are you saying two so is it like subdivided? It's like you have your main one and then you can have like a second. No,
1: they just added a 13th. Don't ask me how I know. Okay, so if you
0: were. We know Aquarius... how you know. We know how you know.
1: <laughs> but they're talking about like which,
3: which, like you you have your main sign and then what was yes. in retrograde or whatever. They, oh, they also Both added women a know
1: 13th. It. Like if you were in Aquarius your whole life, then it was like in two thousand. Ugh, sorry if you were an Aquarius your whole life in like 2015 you became a Capricorn because they shifted the- uh, because of the
3: uh, 13th yeah. So, yeah yeah
1: so now they have like two calendars that they use
0: so Steph mm. I, I I try to make a conscious effort to take it easy on the witch jokes but um how is it that both women in here happen to both know like the full answer to everything about the zodiac calendar
1: Ugh, because women have friends who are other women and yes. I tend to hear from other women how this is a thing like the reason men I love that better than men. Yeah, my, my sister in law, who is an actual witch, called me <laughs> uh, and, and like when I was living in Richmond. So whatever it was, 2015. And she was like, I just want to let you know that you're not an Aquarius anymore. And I was like, I literally don't care, but I'm obligated to listen. Uh, then my brother divorced her, so I don't have to hear that anymore.
0: Oh, wait. This, is this a new development? I thought you i thought you still had a sister-in-law, which, so is, is this a new no, development? No, this is
1: or? last year on Christmas Eve, she booted him out, and on Christmas Day, she moved her new trans boyfriend in. What? The- wow.
4: How did yeah. we not know this?
1: Uh, it was quite a thing. They have three kids. Uh, oh, and the trans boyfriend is the kid's music teacher, and um, she is their... Like re- one of their regular teacher, so the school was just like cool with their relationship, and they actually gave Amber an award at the school for overcoming the hardship of a traditional marriage and the oppression that that comes with.
0: Is the trans boyfriend you mean uh, was totally born a chick but is now a dude? Yes. Like...
1: Uh, thinks thinks she's a dude. Yeah. Wow. I, it's, the whole thing was wild. My brother had no idea like she's like by the way get out i'm moving someone else in well her first thing was you can be a part of this threesome so you can stay if you want oh my god yeah the whole thing was horrific it was the ugliest display of demon possession or something that i've ever seen in my life uh so yeah she told my brother the day before christmas eve that she was going to enter a relationship with someone else and that person was moving in mind you she's a substitute teacher She's never had a job other than that. I mean, that's a job, but she's never, he makes like seven figures a year. <laughs> so this is
0: his house. Your brother. Your brother? Yes.
1: My brother. Yeah.
0: Not the can teacher. I date him?
1: Yes. He's available now. So anyway, uh, the, she said, you can sleep on the couch. I'm moving this person in. We're happy to have you. Um, but this is what's happening. And he came over here and was just like, I, I don't even know how to comprehend what I heard. And the next day, she had his bags packed and said, out you go. And the day after, that was Christmas Eve. And so he spent Christmas Eve last year here. And then the day after that Christmas morning, uh, the kids, uh, he went over to drop off the kids' presents. And this person had already moved in. Like, he didn't even have his clothes removed from the closet.
0: Yeah. Wow, the demons must be strong to give up seven figures. (laughs) Yes.
1: Well he he owns a creative agency that does work for like PayPal and Adidas and but like, he's he's wow. quite yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean did that's like gotta an be entire Kanye like, I mean,
1: campaign.
0: Yeah, that I mean that's gotta be some Roman stuff Romans one stuff right there. I mean, material as it may be, I mean, that is a lot to give up for like a chick dude sub teacher. And, and by the way, yep. I was joking, I don't want to date your brother. The official position of ask a Christian is you know, dudes dating dudes is a sin. Don't do that.
1: <laughs> yeah. So Connie, when I tell you that I'm terrified of demons, it's because I just saw, I just saw all that last year. So that's why I'm a little, a little scared. And she was always like kind of witchy, you know, like she was very earthy. She would attend church and she'd be like, I love church and I love Buddha and I love the moon goddess. And we're like, okay, whatever Amber. Um, but you know, then she just went full on like absolute demon possession. She also has Undiagnosed and un, well, it's diagnosed and untreated manic bipolar depression. So this is sort of part of the disorder as well.
0: The the or
1: mostly demons.
0: Sinful debauchery is part connected. of the disorder.
1: No, that's the demons.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, that uh, that would be demonic.
1: Yeah, but the uh, risk taking yes. behavior and like ah, the oh, okay. in, the inability to comprehend what other people might feel about something. Um. Like, later during the divorce, they had to decide who was the plaintiff and who was the defendant. And my brother said, well, I'm the defendant, obviously. Uh, And she said, why? Why are you the defendant? And he just stared at her like, are are you serious? (laughs) Like, and there's so much more. Like, they have been together since they were 13 and 15. They've never been... Well, he's never been with anybody else. He devoted his entire life to her. Like, the, The whole story is just horrific.
0: Wow. Um... Hey, and happier news? Maybe, maybe not. Um, how did yesterday's room go? Since I was not around.
1: Oh, it was nice, actually. It was quite fine. We had even some... better,
0: right? Just stay away all the time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, it was it was nice. Serendipity helped me mod. We had Fury. Who else did we have modding? We had Birdie. Um, yeah. yeah. There, there so we here. what? Serendipity. There were a few of us that were modding. It was it was a good room though. Yeah, we had a good crew. We talked about some Catholicism. We talked a lot about what was the big topic that we were on for a long time? I forget. Um, oh, what was it? Oh, of course. It was Calvinism. Danny, okay. <laughs> Daniel, <laughs> Daniel Nero came in and asked some questions about Calvinism. So we did that for a while. Well, n- about determinism, really, and whether determinism is possible or not. And, uh, yeah, it was a good, it was a good conversation,
0: I think. I, I heard you talking to, was it Yeshua or something? Like, was it Hebrew Israelite? Uh, Yeshua? Maybe, maybe that wasn't his name, but it was someone who, it was like, looks like Yeshua. That. I don't...
1: Yeshua is is not a Hebrew Israelite. He is a very well-educated Trinitarian, uh, well,
0: like... Was there any Hebrew Israelite you talked to yesterday? No. Okay, then I, I was wrong. Okay, I only listened for, like, 20 seconds. I came in and heard him talk, and then, like, later I came back in and what heard the other guy talk for a little bit. And well, you were here when me.
1: Uri was here, right? Uri
0: yeah, I popped in, like, I popped in like twice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he lost his mind on you, too?
1: Well, no he, no, he tends to be... I, I warn him, like, three times, and then I put him in the audience, so I don't really... I try to not give him a chance to lose his mind. <laughs> but he stuck around and listened for a while.
0: Yeah, yeah, we we had to go our separate ways at one point.
1: He's tough, man. Like he, you know, and I like I like Uri and he's knowledgeable and I appreciate his input, but a hundred percent of the time, one hundred percent of the time, it devolves into the same thing. Don't tell Jews what they believe. Christians don't have any claim to Judaism. You are co opting our faith. But then Uh, he tells you exactly what
0: Christians have to believe.
1: Yeah.
0: Yep. That was the part part I was in for. I'm like, how are you going to do that? I'm like, if, if Steph said like anything like you're saying right now, you'd call her like anti-Semitic all day long, but it's totally cool for you to tell her how to do her religion. Anyway.
1: Yeah. And it was, it was like the conversation initially was about, I think, I don't even remember what it was about, but it didn't have anything to do with Judaism. And so as soon as he brought up Judaism, and he started telling me who, which, which groups are Christians, right? So he's like, oh, Mormons are Christians. And so we have this conversation. And then someone was like, well, you can't, we don't do that to Jews. Like, the Jews tell us who the Jews are, right? We don't say this person's a Jew, that person's not a Jew. And then he immediately was like, aha, like that was the moment he was waiting for. He had art like orchestrated the whole thing to go that direction. <laughs> so as soon as I saw it, I was like, don't, don't do it. But then other people wanted to engage it. So that's how that went.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, make, I mean, I'll, I'll make like, you know, really fair to a fault efforts to try to play in people's world and, you know, use the terms they want and like, you know, go out of my way to not offend them. But every now and then you'll, Every, every now and then again, you'll find someone who they must be offended. Like, they have to be offended. And when they start nitpicking on, on such minute things, I'm like, okay, I'm done trying. Blah, blah, blah. And um, I'm like, fine, be offended. Like, if you're going to be that litigious, then bite me. Um, let's see. Oh, is your brother saved? Connie wants to know. And the children, what's happening?
1: Oh, um, no, unfortunately. Where did that go? Is your brother saved and the children? What's happening? Oh my gosh, I know it's terrible. Uh, no, my brother was was baptized and he was a Christian until his he was a teenager. And then he very much uh, abandoned the faith. And then uh, the kids are his oldest daughter is 11. She is very interested in Christianity. She asked us to take her to church and You know, she she prays with us at the dinner table. Um, And then there's a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old, and they are like their mother. They make potions, and they do, you know. The little boy, it's two girls and then a boy. And the boy, they have dressing in dresses now, and they put lipstick on him and post it on Facebook. It's it's the most stereotypical horror story. So when, when the little boy is around here, when my nephew's around here, my husband and I go out of our way to try to you know, be good role models. How, how would you describe that? Like, be good role models. And so, yeah, I teach you, know you how to
4: fight and poop on the ground.
1: Yeah, and fight and you know. spit and poop on the ground.
4: So he knows he's a boy. Just <laughs> give he he's
0: a boy. <laughs> Just give him, like, give him, like, Hulk Hogan, WrestleMania dolls to yeah. play with, like action figures, like G.I. Joes and stuff like yeah. that.
4: I promote violence. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Patriarchy. It's all good. Yes,
0: yes. <laughs> Everything you say sounds right.
1: so yeah but it's horrible to watch I mean it's horrible to watch children that have no say in any of this um and that's that's the worst part because I'm not their parent I can't I can only do so much when they're here um I mean she also there's so much more to this story she also has started doing drugs like she started doing acid and shrooms and stuff not like heroin but she disappeared for three days and didn't tell the kids where she was so they finally called my brother and was like we're alone and hungry." and he you know so now cps is involved there it, the whole thing is just wow. what disaster. about
0: her chick husband was she was she with her or tripping no they both disappeared they just so left the kids were like unattended in their house yeah. for three days yeah, eleven, nine, and seven. Yep. Do they have Do they have equal shared custody, or they
1: do? Well, my brother has like one extra day every two weeks, so he has slightly more.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah, but his job, like, he can't. He's in such a position; he can't be a single full time parent. Like, so he's relying on her for the time to have half the custody. But then sometimes when he drops them off, something horrible happens. Like she told them. The 11-year-old told him the other day that there were roaches in their food. I can't tell you how sharp this decline is. Like, this woman two years ago was a little earthy, hippy-dippy, but pretty normal. Like, you know, she, she did her laundry and washed her hair and dressed her children and didn't disappear for three days. Like, the decline has been horrifying. And that's why I'm so scared of demons. I feel like she just caught an absolute demon. And, you know,
0: that, that's,
1: it's just such a stark contrast.
0: Wow. Well, they are also in our prayers. It's, it's called
2: Divination, Familiar Spirit, and Antichrist, according to the scriptures. Well, yeah. Red, what's up, Red?
1: She did invite all of that. Yeah.
2: Ephraim, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Hey, Nate. Um, so I finally
5: did it Sunday. Uh, I pushed through feeling silly. I went through the classes, and uh, I got baptized on Sunday. Congratulations!
0: That's amazing. Congrats! I should take away Steph's mod and give it to you.
1: (laughs) That is correct.
5: (laughs) Well, awesome. Glad to hear it. Really great. Glad I did it. Do you feel different? Oh, uh, uh, I don't think so. No, no.
2: But I, I understand what it means. So. Uh, Yeah, I understand what it means, but I I don't feel different.
1: I don't think you should. I was just curious. You know, like after you get married, that's the first. Do you feel different? Like everybody asks you that question.
0: You don't feel like there's an (laughs) an anvil hanging over your head now. Because I totally don't feel like that. Just just joking.
5: Things, Nate. Yeah, I just want to say, Nate. um, Thanks again, man. Because I I really didn't want to do it because I was going to feel i was worried about feeling silly and uh that would have been a dumb reason to not do it so yeah like you you kind of talked me through that one well
0: awesome congrats man
1: if that's the only good thing that ever comes out of ask a christian that was 100 percent worth it just saying
0: I'm sure you you would also offer congratulations if she wasn't, you know, coughing up like a hagfish in a bucket.
3: Yes, yes, I'm sorry. (laughs) Congratulations. (laughs) I'm venturing out. I'm going to go get coffee and try to warm myself up.
0: (sighs) (laughs) Is it cold where you are or you're just cold because you're sick? It's
3: 32 degrees.
0: Ooh. Man, I thought, uh, ooh, well, it's 65 now. It was like 58 this morning. It was pretty chilly.
1: 25 here.
0: Oh. Oh, Steph, I just uh, saw that your governor is um, putting together a reparations council. Great. So, um, more is that news your... to you,
1: Chad? Did you know that? He did? Okay, yeah. <laughs> I did not know that.
0: Well, there's more of your tax dollars. Yeah. Um, hey, Connie, what's up? Good morning.
6: I don't know why nobody's brought up rum. I mean, when you, when you're sick, don't you guys put rum in your tea?
0: (laughs) Put rum with honey and lemon. You know, I don't know if this is just antidotal or if I get a little buzz, so it feels like it's working, but that is something like one day we, we had some rum we got in Key West and uh, we've been saving it up for a special occasion. And then I, I was like sick and I had a really sore throat. And I thought, well, this is a good enough occasion. It was actually like two Christmases ago. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to, like, pour some in a glass and just sip on it and kind of, like, use it to gargle with. Um, and after a while, I'm like, hey, that kind of makes my throat feel better. I mean, so it could have been just numb from the alcohol. But, I mean, you know, I mean, it was, like, pounding it. I would just, like, take a little I would just, like, take a little sip and, like, you know, kind of, like, kind of, like, gargle with it. And I'm like, hey, I think that may have done something good.
1: Well, isn't alcohol also, like, sterilized, You know, there's science
0: yeah,
1: there. Yeah. It's yeah. Steroids, right.
3: There's science, science.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think, think
3: there's <laughs> definitely science there. Connie's an well,
1: that, alcoholic. That'll
6: be the new one going around. Um,
1: but yeah, Connie sneaks <laughs> rum in her tea. Well,
0: but that's I, like, uh, I mean, I, I gargle with uh, vodka. I, I use that for mouthwash. So, like, like the traditional mouthwash.
2: Wait, like what? Has, uh, you know
0: what? Yeah, I think no. I said it. Oh, right, really right, right, Right <laughs> as right right as mallet comes in, I'm like, I gargle with mouth with vodka. But no, because um, I. Uh, for the longest time, like my, um, all the main like uh, mouthwashes that that are effective have some chemical in them, and for like one out of fifteen hundred people, it like discolors their teeth and like makes them all like black and gross. So I, I um, started using this mouthwash, and um, right around the time I got married, and it like started putting like it was like antiquing my teeth, like how you like antique metal, and it like makes the, the edges stand out. And uh, it was like all black. I'm like, what the heck? I'd have to sit there and like scrub it off my teeth. So I went to the dentist. I'm like, what is going on? And he told me that. So I ended up getting like Crest, shout out Crest, to pay for my cleaning. And then I I tried to find all the other, but all the other effective mouthwashes that were good and had like, you know, alcohol for sterilization and stuff like that. Well, they also had this chemical in it that turned my teeth black. So after I got my teeth cleaned, uh, the only ones I could find that didn't have it, we're all like natural herbal stuff. And I'm like, this is trash. This is like, doesn't do anything good. So I'm like, okay, well, what has, you know, alcohol that will sterilize and, you know, is it going to turn my teeth black? I'm like, Hey, let's try cheap vodka. So for like 10 years, um, yeah, that's my mouthwash. So twice a day when I brush my teeth, I, you know, gargle with vodka and swish it around and, and spit it out. I do not drink the vodka at 7am. Um, so I, I just use this mouthwash. I gargle swish and spit it out and you know, now now we can be alcoholics together, Connie.
1: I was laughing and I touched my screen and it swiped.
5: <laughs> all I heard was that Nate has no Holy Spirit. That's all I heard.
0: Same. Men will More slander brothers. and say all, men, men will say all kinds of lies and slander about you. I, where's that in the Bible? Somewhere in the Bible. Uh, it's like take heart or something. Like he's overcome the world.
5: With vodka.
6: I want to talk about demons. Um, Malak, I'm glad you're here. We got to come against this as as a people against Steph's uh, her ne- nieces and nephews, right? Steph, yes, they're having to live through this. And don't be afraid of the enemy; he doesn't have half the power that people give him, really. Now, those kids have to; uh, they have free will. They have to um, allow the, any d- demons, and they all have each of one has a guardian angel. That's the word says that. It's hard to believe that, that that's true, but I believe it. And um don't you gotta do a study on it, Steph. You can't be believing that the enemy has more power than our Heavenly Father over these children. You've gotta do some spiritual warfare. And I'll be with you in it. I will pray with you in that. Uh, b- that battle. And that might be a long one, but I, I believe the Lord will be victorious over it. But don't just say, oh, I'm afraid of demons. Um, you can't believe how powerful just rebuking them in Jesus' name is. Do you know, uh, I was on the news the other day that this woman uh, was being accosted by a man. He stopped her in a parking lot and she, nee- she need him and rebuked him in Jesus' name and he took off running.
0: Oh, I have a funny story. Um, who's to know what part Jesus and what part crazy? But um, my friend, who, who's my neighbor, um, he, he does like these big political um, – he attends these big political rallies and campaigns um, of the very conservative MAGA persuasion. Anyway, so he was at one of these events. And for some reason, the people who host this thing decided that Las Vegas was a good place to do it, um, which, you know, is incredibly liberal. Um, so so it's very, very opposed to the whole thing he was there for. But it's like political and religious. So, um, you know, it's, it's actually put on by like a, a pastor. Um, anyway, so my friend goes goes to these events and like has a, has a part in it and stuff. So anyway, he he's kind of like poking the bear, in my opinion. But, you know, he, he like wears this like, a, you know. Make America Great Again, Trump won hat. Everywhere. He was just where's it like church and everywhere? I'm like, bro, bro, you gotta have a little chill. But you know who am I? Because you know, he can he can be who he wants. He can, you know, do what he wants. But I'm like, hey, I don't know if you're really helping anyone. You're just kind of making them mad. Um, but a lot of people congratulate him, they're like, I like your hat, brother, I like your hat. Anyway, the point is, so he was in one of these restaurants in Vegas after one of these events, and he's like, Yeah, I had my I sat in my restaurant or I sat at the table, me and my my you know, my wife and her friend and we're all standing there ordering a meal. And, um, he's like out of nowhere, this, um, very large trans woman, um, with facial hair stands up and like, you know, pink hair and just imagine like two polar opposite people, like my friend. And then this, this other person comes over and like gets in his face, like leans over the table and just starts like screaming, like, um, you're a lie, blah, 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 you're a liar, you're evil, blah, 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 like you should be in prison. Ah! Just like finally, um, my friend says, he's just like, what? What? Like, why don't you just take a step back and let us have our dinner? And he says this, you know, trans lady just starts like screaming, like this guttural just scream, like you know how you've seen clips and stuff like where they run out of words and they're just like, "Ah!" and they just like scream because they just have no, no other way of processing. I guess their level of hatred slash demons. So he's like something in me. Like, I just like something in me just like, you know, rose up and I'm just like, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Get behind me. Satan! <laughs> and he's like this thing just like turned around and like, just like ran out of the restaurant. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's dissect this. This could be because all y'all are just nuts and, and it just went full circle or there could be a spiritual element to it. How to decipher that, I have no idea. Anyway, that's, that's my story. That's all I got. It's called discerning of spirits. Yes. And I was not there, so I don't know how to discern those spirits.
6: Um, I that's was in a in Australia, and the same thing happened. There was a guy sitting across from me and my friends who were traveling together. And he was, you could tell immediately that he was demonic. And, um, or other people might say schizophrenic or whatever, but he he was definitely demonic and he wasn't going to leave her alone. She had a baby in her arms and you could tell she was frightened and nobody was saying anything. And I looked to my friends because they're a little bit older than me and I expected, you know, if they were going to take the, the, the lead, but they didn't say anything. And finally I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to shut up. And I don't know why I did this, but I took my hand like I was wrapping him up in a chain and locking him. And I said, "You stay put, and don't say another word to this girl." And he shut his mouth. So <laughs> the power of God is way more powerful, but you got to use it. You got to throw yourself out there and 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 try it and see what happens. Well, th- that was on the news the other day, and this and I was laughing my butt off because this guy took off running because she commanded him in jesus name rebuked him
0: wait that was on the news
6: yes it was on the news here in california the whole,
0: the whole rebuking part and everything yes <laughs> yeah and what what the how the, how is it reported
6: first and then rebuked him in and jesus name
0: well, she said right. that was to the
6: news guy and i rebuked him in jesus name and he took off running
0: <laughs> oh and was the news guy just like Back to you, Phil. Or was he like, oh, well, that's interesting. Did he do a follow-up? Or was he like, back to you, five on your side?
6: No, uh, you know, sometimes like, well, the world Pastor, just stands there with their mouth agape.
0: So, Pastor Malik, what is your uh, assessment on this topic at hand?
5: Uh, I mean, yeah, there's, there's there's a lot of spiritual things happening at play. Um, sometimes we don't recognize them. Sometimes we don't. Uh, uh, our mundane activities kind of just, we just ignore them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I pray constantly, and it's not that I'm holding my hands together and I'm praying. There's things in my life that I'm rebuking. Uh, Sometimes it gets as trivial as rebuking a red light. Um, (laughs) But uh, sometimes it gets as intensive as uh, people here in Clubhouse, they they need some actual rebuking.
1: So for Connie and Malak, if you are rebuking something and it has no effect, how do you take that?
5: You mean like if I you know, so nothing happens? What well, nothing happens.
1: Running? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. So,
5: did you say
1: so, that but, you'd but, be running, Connie?
5: One one of the things that I understand I is that <laughs> is that um, I I don't I don't believe that the spiritual world like 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 Christians can't get demon cannot get demon possessed. You either either you are the spirit of God or you don't have the spirit of God. Um. So I don't believe like like I'm not I'm not putting myself in danger of being possessed or being no. I can't get attacked. Uh, so if nothing happens, I think if nothing happens, I just I, I continue with my day. I I I will not. I will not give more time to something that I that I should not give more time to.
6: So you don't.
7: I truly want... believe
6: that, Malik. I absolutely believe it. But sometimes, you know, we were just talking before you got on the stage, you know, and sometimes. Uh, a little instruction on you know what to do first of all I've had a lot of interactions not because I went looking for it but um, the enemy came looking for me and um, I've never had the Lord ever let me down in any situation and we had a serial killer that lived next door to a friend of mine not far from where I live and um, before he finally got caught on his last victim um, I had an interaction with him and the, the um, hair stood up on the back of my neck. And I told my friend that if uh, he didn't leave her property, which he lived right next door, that, um, I was going to have to go because the Lord had given me this, this feeling that I'd never had before. And I, I worked with men and, um, I thought I'd got all those feelings compartmentalized. So, um, yeah, there's, uh, yeah, he buried. A, he used my girlfriend's tractor to bury the body in his yard, and um, and I came over to help put up a rock wall with my girlfriend, and that's how he got involved. So um, I just say that because you never know when you might be in contact with something like that, and you need to have your scriptures and things at hand to protect yourself and your prayer. I think it's part of having your lamp full of oil, by the way. Um, using the spiritual things that God's given us so that we know when the enemy comes that we've, we've got what we need. And maybe there'll be somebody here one of these days that'll sit, be sitting on a train or something like that and have something like that happen. And they'll remember this conversation. It's like a fire drill.
5: One, one of the way, one of the ways that I would put it in, I'll, and I'll just uh, make it short, um, is that uh, I use the example of David. David. Um, King David. So King David, before he fought Goliath, he was like, he didn't get up that morning and go, today's the day I, I, I conquer giants. Like, his lifestyle basically was preparing for that day, even knowing that that day, not knowing when that day would come. So, so you know, when we talk about walking in the spirit, when we talk about spiritual warfare, li- live out good Christian practices. Because you never know when these good Christian practices are going to come into play. And, and that, that's, that's, I see that as, that's the most elemental way of spiritual warfare. You can put it to use those, those trigger words for some people, um, you know, have a constant prayer life, you know, uh, if you're into fasting fast, don't wait until something happens. Like people wait until something happens to pray, no, have a consistent prayer life, have a consistent devotional life, have a consistent, you know, reading your Bible attending church, fasting, these things are, con- you know, these consistently when problems come, you already have all the tools necessary to trigger words battle the spiritual world uh, with all the things you do in good Christian practices.
0: Well, yeah, that's a good point. It's like, you know, the, the what faithful, fervent, forever righteous person avails much. So, I mean, you know, that person's probably going to be in a better spiritual position and headspace to deal with, you know, some crazy dude on a train Versus if, you know, you're also a Christian, but you're on that train and you're hung over because you've been partying the night before and you're like, you know, still drunk. It's like, okay, well, you may be a Christian, but you may not be in a, you know, you may have, you know, gotten to some sin. You may not be in the greatest place to go rebuking things. Just saying.
6: No, that's true. I, I believe that, Nate.
5: 100%. Oh. Officer, right. I, just, I, was just, I just brushed my teeth, officer. I swear I'm not drunk.
0: I I just used mouthwash. That's all. Hey, God knows the heart. Um, uh, Jedediah, what's up?
7: Yes. I just wanted to uh, say, like, um, when you go into, like, face-to-face with evil and you recognize because you, with the Holy Spirit, you will have discern of a spirit. Uh, Like, excuse my English, because English is not my first language. I'm from Egypt. So... um, we had a neighbor that is um, a Muslim and she was possessed. And she said it, like she said, I am Daddy. like I have uh, spirit Daddy with me. No. Uh, so Daddy I um, uh, we we didn't care. We really didn't think anything of it. It's like we thought like she just want attention and stuff like that. But uh, she started to uh, unleash her thing on us and start to do activities in our house and stuff like that. Uh, so uh, I start, we start to pray, like we start to hold our Psalms and pray and stuff. And I start to pray the Psalms loud and holding on, on the word of God and, um, believing every word that the Psalm says and how a God defeat the enemies and all that. And, uh, I found her, uh, like, coming to our apartments because in Cairo there is apartments and stuff like that. And she sat in front of me and said, you should be afraid. Uh, he will not let you go. He will, like, like it was threatening language. And uh, immediately I imagined God before me and I'm behind him. And I'm weak and he's strong. So uh, I respond to her and I told her, I cannot be afraid because it's not me who will stand before you. It's my Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, if you can defeat him, go ahead, show me. And suddenly the woman starts to scream, holding her arm. And with her other arm, she will hold one arm and massage one arm. And then she starts, like, all that while she's screaming. And then her arm twisted behind her back. And she bent down, stood up and bent down. She starts to scream. And um, uh, when I was trying to check on her, uh, because, like, we we call older women aunties. So I told her, auntie, auntie, are you okay? And she said, stay away from me. Open the door. So I opened the house door. And she uh, uh, left um, and she started to call for my mom to come and uh, take me in front of her face or something like that. So uh, that's how I learned when I went in face to face with evil that I put Jesus in front of me and I deny myself like I'm not there. And that's how the devil flees. like, uh, because if you put yourself if you think yourself, you're stronger, anything like that, he will, uh, he's stronger. He will overcome you. But if you put Jesus, that's it. It's over.
0: Well, Malik, uh, do you have any other thoughts or anything else? Oh, thanks for sharing, Jodhah Um,
5: yeah, I mean, I think this is just, um, um, people should be ready. People, people should, should. I, I can just sum it up with good Christian practices, good Christian living, um. People are at people. People are at different uh, different levels in their walk. Uh, I I would never urge someone to go out there and I call it ghost busting. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't go out there and start you know thinking you're you know, you're going to be out there just playing hands on people. Um, but be ready for when it comes for you. Be ready. Be ready for when that moment your your David moment comes and you have to top over a giant
0: you know that that's kind of like no atheist in a foxhole, and we can change topics. But I'm um, kind of like a, a Christian no atheist in the foxhole version. Um, because I'm thinking, uh, you know, I'm not big on you know expression and expressing myself and you know stuff like that. I'm just kind of keep everything close to my chest. But you know, if I'm if I'm on a train or if I'm in a public place, which you know, Connie talked about confronting or uh, in the face of evil. At this point in our lives, the face of evil is basically at the gas station. Or if you go to the grocery store, you're going to see something probably evil. But, you know, if, if anyone ever, like, gets up in my face and starts screaming like a demon, uh, you know, I'll probably, you know, you may hear some rebuking in Jesus' name. And I, I would say even for cessationists <laughs> or the most staunch uh, Calvinists, um, you know, if someone, like, gets a little demonic in their face too much, even these people that are like, that's not a thing, you may see them come up out of the foxhole and be like, okay, you know, um, you know, I, I rebuke you. (laughs) Like, I mean, you may even see some of that depending how crazy it is, but no, for your day-to-day life, um, I have actually never in my life done that to a person. Um, you know, there, there there've been some other things, uh, you know, that I would call spiritual warfare or something like that, but, but not like a person on a train or like another, another person I encounter. Um, but yeah, you make things weird enough, you'll get the most staunch person to probably take part in it. But, um, Michael or, or Michael, uh, Malik, are you, uh do you have idol trees set up in your uh, church building?
5: Uh, uh, <laughs> that yeah. was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here all week. Y- yes, I do. I have trees. <laughs> I have many, many trees.
0: Do you deco- De- decorate I- them with tinsel and silver and gold yeah, yeah. and adorn them?
5: I actually went out myself and I chopped it out of the forest. I chiseled it. <laughs> no, did um, you say a
0: prayer to nature?
5: Yes, I said uh, I did one of, the, one of those uh, uh, respect the land use prayers.
0: Oh, did you take a tree and plant a
5: tree?
0: <laughs> no. I, I was all geared up, man. We, we're not even going to have these conversations um, this season because the Hebrew Israelites can't even find us in our rooms anymore to come talk about it.
5: Did they get all upset while, they, while they're celebrating Hanukkah? <laughs> by the way, Hanukkah is not a, Hanukkah was not prescribed by God. God never said to celebrate Hanukkah. Um,
0: Why do some people yeah. say it with an eight or spell it with an H, and some people spell it with a C? Why can't people even agree on how to spell the thing?
5: Well, American English takes away the C. Well, I, swe- I spell it with the J. <laughs> Hanukkah, Hanukkah,
0: the J.
4: Happy,
5: happy, happy, happy Chanukah! <laughs> no. I actually had a meme. I gotta find the meme. I have a meme where, where it's a it's a picture of a bunch of the different uh, evergreens, and has a Bible verse to, de- to decorate the, to decorate the temple of the Lord with evergreens.
0: Oh, <laughs> yesterday when Steph was talking to Uri. <laughs> I wanted to pipe in, except yeah, like since you and Steph are like mods on the house, like anytime you come into a room, you're automatically on the stage as a mod. It didn't do that to me. Like I I thought it was from like ask a Christian room. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe maybe she didn't start it from there. Maybe that's why, or maybe it just doesn't like me. And I couldn't even show up as like a mod in my own house. But maybe she did it from her own. But I I wanted to pipe in and be like when Uri was on his like. Don't tell me what a Jew is. Don't tell me what a Jew is. I'm going to be like, Adam Sandler can tell you. <laughs> uh, remember that, the Hanukkah song? OJ Simpson, not a Jew.
5: <laughs> oh, yeah. It, was it was a a a off all these names.
0: That <laughs> was a funny song. Hey, guys.
5: Um, my, my son, my, my son CEO, has, not a Jew. My,
0: my son has a question. Yes. To ask. Go
5: ahead, Austin. Awesome.
0: Yeah,
6: you speak up. Um, when
0: will God start talking to me? By reading your Bible.
5: Um. Well, there's 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 many when you when you when you read your Bible, there's many ways God speaks to people. There's many ways, in different ways. Um, and so sometimes we're all sometimes we're stuck on one way. Like I want God to come down from the clouds and talk to me that way. Um. When we are when when we are maturing and when we grow in our Christian walk, God will God will reveal Himself and it will continue to reveal Himself in different ways. But one of the most simplest ways He reveals Himself to you, one of the simplest ways He actually speaks to you, is through um. uh, What's it called? Through uh, what people would call your conscience, is that where He shows you what is right and wrong. Um, I had one time a. one of, the, one, of the, one of the youth from the youth group, uh, and uh, we had a thing where you would bring your report card to church, and we would, you know, we reward you for doing better. Uh, and the, one of these kids, he actually he actually ripped it up and threw it to the trash. Uh, never showed, never brought it to us. Uh, weeks later, he actually came by himself like he came to himself, and you know, came to my office and said, "Hey, pastor, uh, I just wanted to tell you that um, I'm upset at you." I go, okay, why? Because you keep telling people that God speaks to people, and he doesn't. He doesn't speak to me. Um, and so we got into this conversation, and then, as and in the conversation, he he also told me that he ripped up his, uh, his um, his report card, and I told him, "Well, why are you telling me that?" And he goes, "Because I feel like I need to tell you." I go, "But you don't understand. You could have ripped up your report card and threw it away, and no, I wouldn't have known anything. Like like it would have been, I wouldn't have known known any of that." What is it about you that you're that, that's compelling you to tell me this? He goes, well, I just feel like I, there's something about it that I need to tell you. He goes, that's the simplest form that God speaks to you, where you when you know what is right, and God moves you to do what is right.
0: I agree with that. Like Romans 14 is is where I, I would say I'd I'd agree with Malachi on. Like you know, Romans 14 talks about. Uh, well, the Bible says, you know, if, if you're a Christian, God himself will live with you and the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you into all truth. Um, so when Romans 14 talks about, you know, anything you, you do, like if you follow your conscience led by the Holy Spirit, then good job. If you have faith in what you're doing, that's not sinful and that's how you should be living. But if you go against your conscience, like, you know, if, if your conscience is telling you something to not do and you do it, then you're violating your own conscience led by God. Um, so I would say that's very much a way God speaks to you. And also, like, you know, when I said read your Bible, I didn't mean to be flippant, but, you know, that's how, you know, we say the Bible is a living word of God because it constantly, it, it seems like it's it's giving you what you need for the day. So, like, even if you read the same scripture over and over and over, it, you can get something out of it new each time you read it. And you're like, how is this possible? Like, I can read other books, and I may be able to find something that I missed a couple times, but it's like the Bible. Like, you know, my, my grandmother, she was, like, 96 when she died. And, like or she would constantly read the Psalms. I'm like, why do you do this so much? She's like, every time I read it, there's something new. And I'm like, and then, you know, that happened to me. And I'm like, no matter how much I read the scripture, you're constantly pulling new stuff out that I believe, you know, is another way God is letting you know stuff. So, you know, if people are looking for some audible voice um, in the sky, um, I've only heard like three people say that's ever happened and I question it. Um, But no, um, I I agree with Malik. And then also, yeah, read the Bible and you're constantly getting new stuff from the same exact scriptures you read over and over and over. It's pretty interesting. Almost like it's inspired by God. Thank you. He said thank you if you didn't hear him.
5: Oh, you're welcome.
1: You got a great dad, buddy. We love talking to him. Hey, CEO, without... Thank you, Steph. Without doxing you, is he in the city school district?
0: Um, yeah, he's. a, I, I don't. I, I don't care. I mean, I, I have my real name on here. Um, yeah, no, we <laughs> in true. Middletown, so uh, yeah, it's a public school and it's a Chinese immersion program. So we get for free what my friends in Manhattan pay sixty thousand a year for. It's pretty sweet.
1: Oh, I didn't realize you left Richmond. You're back in New York.
0: No, Newark, Delaware.
1: okay i had no idea you were in delaware okay i have teachers in richmond public or i have friends who are teachers in richmond public school but no it does not sound like you would know them (laughs) great question though i loved it
0: (laughs) yeah steph swiped left
1: Dang it, I was trying to change my PTR, and it swiped. Like, when are they going to fix this? That swiping feature is the worst thing ever.
5: There's there's a simple cure. Just get rid of your iPhone. No. Get a real phone. No. And then from phone.
1: Where's my heretic PTR? There we go. You Why guys you did all to... notice that uh, Pastor Sam's little face is in this PTR, right? That's my favorite part about it.
0: Um, let's see this PTR. Oh, ha. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> who is he the only face we know here
1: yeah he put himself in there and i loved it
0: <laughs> did, did, did he make this for you did he make this for you
1: i made the original it's an ai image there i put in i put in pagan queen looking smug middle ages right or something and it came out with it it actually took a few tries i had to tailor it but it came out with this i liked that and then i had it and then pastor sam took it and put his little face on one of the people in the background what so AI then once did he did you that i took it. Oh, I don't remember. I just Googled free image AI. <laughs> yeah. Contributing to the problem there, I am. Well, that was really interesting to listen to about demons. and Yeah, Connie, I think you're right. Demons are so scary. But only if you don't believe that God has power over them. So I think that's a really good point. Hey, Steph. Yes, sir. Let
2: me, let me recommend this book to you. Okay. Strongman's His Name, What's His Game?
1: That's the by. title of the book? Strongman's, yeah. his, Strongman's His Name, What's His Game?
2: Yes, it's by uh, Doctors Jerry and Carol Robertson. It's a classic in um, spiritual warfare and deliverance, I promise you. Once you start reading that, you'll be like, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> you know what happened to me, too? I read Strongman's His Name, What's His Game. Okay, I'm going to add that to my Amazon cart in just a second. Um, I read the Scroop tape letters when I was like nine, and that is where I get my demonology from. And that was scary enough that I was like, "All right, we're good here."
2: <laughs> okay, so you didn't read C.S. Lewis. Now, now it's time to. Read. <laughs> that was, and he wrote it as a fiction thing. It now is, it's right? to, Yeah, it's just now, you, now you get to, now you get to read what what a. A, a Bible-believing Christian scholar, a couple of Christian scholars,
0: actually have to say about it. Yes, is a cri- Lord, He's
1: a Bible-believing Christian scholar?
0: Has anyone seen the movie Nefarious? Like, someone said that was um, that was based on the Screw Tape Letters. It's a, a pretty new movie. Has anyone heard of that or seen it? I have it on my watch oh. list, but I just haven't watched it yet.
5: My, my pastor doesn't watch things like that. Do what?
1: He said his pastor wouldn't let him.
0: Well, wait, is that serious? Because I I, I like, I, I don't know if it's supposed pastor, to... He's pastor, Nate. He's his No, 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 no. I, I mean, like, is that, like, out of the realm of things your eyes can take in? Because I'm not sure if it's supposed to be, like, a Christian movie. But if you're saying, like, you know, like, I don't even know the rating, but, like, I don't watch R-rated movies. Like, I get he's his own pastor. But I'm saying, is, is he, like, really not watching it because he thinks it's, like, bad to watch because of the rating? I don't know what's rated. But I'm like, well, if oh. it's based on, like, C.S. Lewis, then if it's, like, a Christian theme, then that should be... Okay, oh, no. right. But I don't well, know. To be, on,
5: to, to be honest, I don't even know what movie that is. I don't even. I've never heard of it.
0: It's called *Nefarious*, and it's about like a, a I guess like a psychological thing. Like this guy gets uh, caught, and he's in prison, and I guess like the interrogator talks to him, and then I, 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 someone said it's based on the *Screw Tape* letters. So I'm like, well, if it's based on C.S. Lewis, then that should be. Fine.
4: Yeah. See.
1: No thanks. Nope. No, absolutely not.
0: Well, I I, okay. Someone give me give me a thirty second overview of the Screw Tape Letters because I I actually have never read those either. It's is like a conversation of like demons like telling their plan and like telling how they work and operate and stuff.
1: Yeah, pretty much. It's letters written back and forth between a senior demon and a junior like demon in training, and so the little demon in training has the uh, the mission of making sure this normal guy in nineteen forties England or whatever doesn't become a Christian. So the whole book is the letters back and forth between the two. Or is it just the letters from the senior demon? It might just be that. But either way, you're seeing snippets of conversations about what the junior demon is struggling with. And it's like the most mundane stuff in life. Like uh, one of the first couple of letters, it talks about the the senior demon is giving this lecture about like ways that demons can influence and and, uh, persuade people. And he says that you insert the thought into the the child's mind in the nursery that he absolutely loathes the way his mother's eyebrow flicks up when she's annoyed. And so it's like that that is what's going to make sure he never comes to Christ, right? A million of those things. And it's just it's a it's a very chilling book. But yeah, that's what it is.
0: Huh. Interesting. So it's kind of like a I'm an atheist because God killed my goldfish, even though they would never admit that. Like so because tough. of the way his mom flicks her eye up or whatever. Like, like you're keeping him from being a Christian for like stupid reasons. Basically. Oh yeah,
1: like, yeah. But the idea is that like you, you know, the the man is not. started young and trained a, them. Yes, yes, and the man is not a Christian, right? So he's just going about his life, and so the demons are conversing back and forth about little things like him going to the grocery store, an argument he gets in with his wife, and. And the things that the demons do to dissuade Christian behavior that will keep him from Christ, but they're things that the man doesn't notice. That's what—that's uh, part of what makes it so chilling. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's actually a very beautifully written book, but that's where I get my demonology from, and it's terrifying. <laughs> I should probably read <laughs> <do> something else. <laughs> yeah, my dad handed me to, handed that to me when I was nine, and he's like, "Here, read this," and I think he <laughs> forgot. <laughs>
0: How well, horrifying kid, so I, I gave my kids the my my older kid the Boxcar Children, and uh, she's bored with that and she doesn't like it. I'm like, okay, well, we'll try to find you like some kind of mystery book or you know something you like better. Um, maybe I'll try that and be like, here is that boring. Read this. There you go.
1: That'll. <laughs> what wake level up. is it
0: written at? Is it like for a kid's reading anxiety level?
1: disorder? Um, so if you're familiar with the way C.S. Lewis writes, he. I am not. Is, okay, it's it's from the 1950s, right? So. He is a very, very, very gifted writer. Um, so every sentence is packed with as much or as little as you care to take in. Like if you read *The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe*, it's a beautiful book for adults, but also my six-year-old loved it, right? So it's one of those things.
5: Hmm.
1: So yes, you both would get probably different things out of it. She could read it, uh, but it is—it is very scary, Nate. It's scary. If you guys haven't read the screw tape, Kevin,
0: have you yeah, read let's the screw tape? That little rat. <laughs> just kidding. Just <laughs> kidding. I'm not going to try to scare my child.
1: I think my dad just forgot. Like he, you know, he had read it uh, whenever in college or something. And then he remembered it was a C.S. Lewis book. And he's like, here you go. You could read this one weekend. And I, like damaged forever. <laughs>
7: yeah.
1: Yeah. Really? Oh. Has no one else in this room read that one? Sorry, Jed and I. Go ahead.
7: I'm saying, like, uh, we uh, in Egypt, like, we grew up watching exorcism all the time in churches and monasteries, (laughs) so (laughs) you watch it live, (laughs) like, you're there, so I'm surprised that people get scared or something like that, and so, like, uh, because, like, in Egypt, like, a a lot of Muslims are possessed, and they know the only place to uh, cast your demon out is to go to... christian church so they all all the time they're coming to us you you can even see on youtube that um how uh uh, they uh like they come to our churches and they're screaming and like uh, the priest to come and uh, cast the demon out and stuff like that so it's even on youtube all over like uh you know so you see that all the time (laughs) And you see how they talk to the priest and the priest talk back to them and stuff like that. And you see how the power of Christ so um, compels them. What? Uh, I, I,
0: I'm mm-hmm. saying when, um, when they get fixed or cured or exercised do they yeah. then go back to their Muslim ways or do they typically be like, oh, well, that worked. I want to be a Christian but, now. Or do they go back to being Muslim? I'll
7: tell you one thing, like uh, it was so surprised, like a, a woman uh, wearing hijab and everything, niqab actually, and her son is blind. And even this on uh, YouTube, uh, I, I was there in that, at, that time, at that day and in the video actually on YouTube, uh, the woman uh, and she, her son is blind. And he have autism. Uh, but, but he was, like, for many years blind. Like, uh, he was not born blind. And uh, she said it's the demon who made him that way. So the priest prayed. And he started to see his mother and start to see everybody, you know. Now, uh, I was, and she said, thank you, Jesus. I knew Jesus would do it. I knew Jesus would do it. So and then what? Like, but uh, the priest tell tell them go. Uh, uh, Christ, Christ did it. Accept Christ. Uh, Christ did it. Accept Christ. Uh, we don't know what happens after that, but they always praising Jesus, uh, Christ for what he done and he saved them and everything like that. But we don't know, and we are not allowed to, or the police will come and arrest us. So that's. Like, because, uh, like, if you spread the gospel to a Muslim, that's a crime in Egypt. So we go, we just go that far. That's all I see.
0: You know, if people were as confident in their gods as they thought, they wouldn't need to outlaw it. Like, I don't think there is any place where, uh, where trying to convert Christians is a crime. I don't think there's one place on Earth. Prove me wrong. Change my mind. So, um... All these places that like, you know, in Israel, like, I, I don't know if it's like what illegal or trying to be illegal or certain parts. Like, you know, you can't proselytize Christians or, you know, they spit on you or they um, I, I don't know. I think I think someone said it's actually a crime or they're trying to make it a crime. But um, yeah, like in Egypt, like trying to proselytize, like, why are you people so scared? Do you not have faith in your God or gods? Um, just a thought. I'm like, I don't know. I'm pretty confident in Jesus. I don't need to make a law prohibiting someone. From you know preaching a false gospel or a false doctrine, or telling me to come worship their demons, like I don't need to outlaw that. I'll just be like, no thanks, I'm good with God.
7: You know what else the priest would that like the demon when the Muslim guy, one of them was like sheikh, okay, come to us and he sheikh, and he told them, uh, uh, I, I I I command you in the name of Jesus Christ. So he said. And then the priest, uh, so the demon screamed, and then he told them, who is Jesus Christ? So he screamed, and he said, Allah, Allah means God. And he screamed, saying that that Jesus Christ is God. In front of everyone, from the mouth of Sheikh. Like, what else, like, are you waiting for? I don't get it.
4: Well, what else I we happened just
1: to listen to um, a—I um, don't know if he was a pastor. Who was the guy who talked about miracles? Chad? Gary Heidemann? No, the one who married the wife from Africa, who had oh, um,
4: oh,
1: Craig Keener. Craig Keener, do you guys are you familiar with Craig Keener?
0: Nope.
1: He talks about miracles, and uh, one thing that he says is that. They're still so prevalent outside of Western culture. Um, miracles and demon possessions and supernatural phenomena. And he sort of muses on why that is, but he's done a lot of missions work and just writes about his experiences and the things that he's personally seen. Um, but yeah, it sounds absolutely wild. He has a large compendium on miracles. It's a huge book, a tome, where he cites everything and references everything.
6: There you go. Yeah, Craig Keener.
7: Well,
6: cool. Well, we got our uh, spiritual chops um, hitchhiking around because uh, way back there in my day, when a lot of kids were uh, getting saved, um, we hitchhiked, and sometimes uh, because we were so young in the Lord, we we didn't know what we were <laughs> we didn't know what we were doing. So God was looking out for us. That's all I can say. And uh, sometimes you might get in a car, and it would be scary. I mean, really scary. So, but, um, uh, we were such babes that we just read the Bible and did what it said. And so then we just put into practice that Jesus, uh, could cast them out and we would do the same thing. And I, I don't recommend people inter getting involved in it unless the Holy Spirit is giving you that. And you will know that by the faith level that you have. You know, so I don't want people to, I, I believe what Malik said, Pastor Malik said about, uh, don't stir it up. You don't need to be going out there looking for it. But, but <laughs> yeah, don't, it don't, don't,
0: go, don't go to Walmart today and just like run exactly. up to people and start casting out demons or someone's probably going to do it to you. <laughs> no, you're the one with the demon. You're the one with the demon. Uh, that guy down there, Michael, he's
4: the one with the demon. Michael, are you prepared to be exercised? Um, I, I might be prepared to get exercised if demons were a thing, but since they're made up it's not something we need to worry about.
0: Sounds like something who needs exercise would say. <laughs> yeah.
4: Or 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 someone who has a degree in psychology and knows that there's, you know. No, no, there's, there's, the first one. There's there's all kinds of there's all kinds of mental health uh, disorders that better identify uh, potential issues. Yeah, because I, ex- I, ex- I accept it. I accept it if people take it on a, on a faith issue, then, you know, that that's one thing. But, oh, hey, I uh, forgot to, before I forget, um, so with all of the kind of just back and forth between Matt Slick and I, he actually came on the podcast last night. So I will be uploading that today at some point once I get it. How did it go? Uh, okay. Give us the. Hey, sorry. A sound. Um, okay. So quick synopsis. It it went pretty well. It was, it was a very cordial conversation. He and I had spoken before, like we've spoken on clubhouse. We've spoken on, um, a guy named, um, Andrew Rappaport has a YouTube channel called striving for eternity. So we've spoken on there before. So, so he and I were, we were pretty familiar with each other. So we talked a little bit about the existence of God and and stuff like that. And he, you know, he, he did eventually go kind of full tag presuppositional thing. But it, but it was it was fine. It, it was fine. We, we joked back and forth and uh, it all it all went off very well. And I told him that I would return the favor. And next time I'd go on his YouTube channel where, you know, where he could control the show. And it was uh, but no, it was a good chat.
0: It was a good chat. Did anyone change their mind about anything?
4: Um, well, since it was just he and I, um, I'd have to say I can only speak for myself. I didn't. Uh, I did my best to dispel his unfounded beliefs, but I think unsuccessfully.
0: What's the temperature in Canada in Fahrenheit? Uh,
4: in Fahrenheit, right now would be about uh, twenty-eight degrees.
0: That's warmer than where Steph is. Yeah, is
6: that normal? For is that normal?
4: Um,
0: yeah.
6: ish.
4: Yeah, I mean it's so. I mean it's winter solstice, right? So it's the first day of winter officially today. Are you <coughs> dancing and, around the new moon or whatever? Later, later that's later that's that's after dinner um uh well after after you know dinner you know featuring baby parts and stuff um so no, I mean, so it's the first day of winter, and the sun is shining, it's very nice outside, there's only little remnants of of snow on the ground from a little bit of uh snowfall we had a couple of days ago. It's actually a pretty nice day,
0: oh, I meant to tell you, I have a, a neighbor um there. French Canadian, like extremely French Canadian. Um, okay. Like we we have trouble communicating sometimes because they're extremely French Canadian. Um, okay. But anyway, so uh, I don't know what that means except uh, you know they were talking about you know Quebec and and where they live and how they're here like half the half the year whatever, um, but man they do not like. Gosh, I I know I say this guy's name right every time you're not here, Trudeau.
5: Trudeau. Trudeau. Yeah, Trudeau. They do, that not is correct,
0: like yeah okay got it right good they do not like him at all like they're complaining about like you know how expensive everything is and like how they don't even want to go back and they're trying to get like permanent citizenship here and i'm like really here with our inflation like it must really be bad there i'm like well i have another friend in, in canada i uh, hope i can call you friend um and he seems to say it's not that bad he's like i do not know what he's talking about he to go back it is awful, awful i'm like okay
4: interesting yeah it was yeah so it, it's hard basically there's there's Canada the way most of Canada sees it, and then there's Canada the way Quebec sees it. Um, so you know, I, I would I would say you know it's like if, if I was with your with your friend, I may be able to understand a little bit. Je parle patifu français, mais je préfère parler anglais. But uh, it's yeah, it, it's and it's interesting. You talk about your inflation. So like, have you seen your like the inflation reports for the last quarter? Your, like inflation, in the US is actually flat. Actually, there actually was no increase in inflation in the last two months. Um, yeah, so, that's why interest rates just came down. Well, yeah. I just want to
0: preemptively say one thing. That I haven't seen the new reports, but that's irrelevant because it's like when our dear leader uh, was bragging. Okay, so like you know when when the former guy was in office, let's just let's just take gas. So gas, uh, let's just say is like two seventy um, a gallon where I am. So then the new dear leader got in office and things skyrocketed. And it went to like almost four dollars, and then there was a time where it went from four dollars to like three sixty or three fifty, and he went on this like the biggest tour like countrywide that he's been on, uh, bragging about he lowered the cost of gas and how he lowered everything. Like, dude, you lowered it from the insane level you brought it to. That's still more than like a dollar and a half higher than it was before you took power. Um, so I can't help but thinking it's one of those things to which. We are not amused,
4: yeah, so it, it it's interesting because it, th- that's that's tantamount to um I think it was two days ago Trump was talking about how all of the successes like the the, the job numbers, the inflation stuff like that um that that the u s is experiencing now is all because of what he did in the four office four years in office that he was there, which is hysterical. I mean, Trump added eight trillion dollars to your national debt more than any other. Um, president in US history. Um, and so it's, it, it's, it's, it's all very interesting. Uh, also your gas prices year over year are down 40%. Um, so like, it, it's interesting. And also you're not going to get any sympathy from me because I wish I could pay $4 a gallon for gas because to put regular gas and like to put premium gas in my wife's car is about $6 a gallon. And to put, uh, cause her, she drives a fancy car um and to put regular gas in my car is about 425 so um, you're just you're just not going to get any sympathy on the gas prices thing
0: well two things one everyone help me fact check something i'm reminded of this so to counter michael's claim i have not verified this independently myself maybe you all can help me i have heard someone was reporting that since biden took office um i may get something sort of wrong but basically the claim was Something like 60 percent of all U.S. dollars ever printed has been printed since the time Biden took office. Um, if that is even remotely true, well, that would counter what Michael's claim about Trump was in the, the higher debt. Um, but that is abs- or maybe not directly. Quasite would be a problem because, you know, that, that's like the most disgusting thing I've ever heard on how to murder an economy. So that, that is the claim. I would love some help trying to figure out how you can fact check that with all the bias and stuff. But something like 60 percent of all U.S. currency has been uh, printed since Biden was in office. But, Michael, can I at least can we agree on one thing? The Supreme Colorado Supreme Court ruling um, to kick Trump off the ballot for 2024 is absolute rubbish and trash and is a it doesn't matter if you like Trump or hate Trump. Um for the letter of the law, it is an injustice and one more awesome way to kill a country. Can we at least agree with that? Are you familiar with that at all?
4: Yeah, yeah, so I am. So it's interesting. Under uh under the Fourteenth Amendment, Article three, Trump is guilty. Um but R- but I also but but I also but I also don't think like one Trump being off the ballot in Colorado won't make a difference anyway because, they're, because he didn't have a snowball's chance of winning Colorado in the first place. So it's not going to have any type of – like Colorado would never get Trump to 270 anyway, so it's irrelevant that way.
0: Well, 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 okay, um, so, well can I address that point real fast? So, so one, that, yeah, that's sure. why
4: I'm looking at the macro version
0: because, yeah, he's not getting Colorado anyway, but that doesn't matter, right? Because when people say, oh, it doesn't matter anyway, oh, it doesn't matter anyway, eventually they're going to be like, oh, crap, something matters. So it's like you have to like fight injustice where it is, even if it seems inconsequential, because if you don't fight it where it is, eventually it's going to be very consequential, and you're going to be like the frog boiling in the pot who's like, oh, crap. We, it, it hadn't mattered long enough that now it matters, and it's too late.
5: So on the money printing thing, Barack Obama is the one that has, has had the most money printed.
4: Yeah, and it, yeah, the other thing. Yeah, I, actually, I was just looking that up too. But it is interesting, Nate. Your audio cut out there for a second. I'm not sure whether it was you or me, but could probably no. me because I was coming, I was pulling up close to my house and my Wi-Fi was trying to was fighting for connection. Um, but the other interesting thing is that when you right now, when you Google, when you put in 14th, the very first thing that pops up is Amendment Section Three, which states, um, "If they
0: like, if they no participated person participated in
4: a insurrection, right." No person shall hold any office, civil or military, under the United States who have, having previously taken an oath as an officer of the United States to support the Constitution of the United States, uh, shall engage in insurrection or rebellion.
0: Right. And, and so my, my thought on why I was hoping we can still agree is because, okay, let's just look. Um, in this country, you know, innocent the presumption is innocence until proven guilty. So, sure. If they want to just say – if we're saying he participated in an insurrection, what evidence mm-hmm. do we have? we have? We have records of him saying, peacefully, go home. So typically an insurrectionist is, is going to say something like, storm the Capitol or rush the gates or storm the brigade. They're not going to say, go home peacefully. But let's just say that didn't happen. I mean it did, but let's just say it didn't happen. Um, what is some great evidence to, to put forward for the Supreme Court ruling that he was an insurrectionist? Well – a conviction of anything related to insurrection would be good evidence. That didn't happen. Even an accusation of anything related to an insurrection would be, it wouldn't be proof because he wouldn't have been convicted, but that would be decent evidence. He hasn't even been charged with anything remotely related to insurrection. So all you have is just public opinion and people saying he's guilty of insurrection. He's guilty of insurrection. All you have is non-legal opinions of talking heads on TV. So, I don't see have how you, they
4: possibly make that case. Have you read Jack Smith's four count indictment against Trump? Have you read anything about Jack Smith? That's irrelevant to my, the question I just asked you. Uh, no. Okay. So wait, wait, wait. So this, this is the one.
0: This is the one where he's trying to get the Supreme Court to rule on it um, uh, before the election, right? Why he's trying to fast track
4: it. Um. No, that's that, that's uh, Tanya Chutkin's case. I think that's a different one. There's so it's funny. There's so much going on right now. It's it's really hard to keep track. But what's interesting is 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 like all of this. So what's going to be interesting is as the dominoes start to fall. So for example, Mark Meadows tried to have his um, Georgia case exited to federal court because then um, Fonnie Willis wouldn't be able to try him and the case would be dismissed. He lost that appeal. Because he's trying to say, hey, I was doing this as my job, but former officers do not have the ability to exert the type of authority he's trying to exert. So he's going. And so it's funny. So all of these people who have been indicted as the as the chips start to fall, there are so many unindicted co-conspirators, for example. There are so many people, every single solitary one of Jack Smith's witnesses for for the for the for the uh, for the D.C. case. Every one of them is a Republican. Every one of them. So as this, as that case starts to unfold, I think it's going to become more clear of exactly what happened. The other thing that happened, just uh, interestingly, is um, they obtained the text messages from uh, Donald Trump's cell phone on January 6th. Um, There are texts from, uh, like, a, a back and forth there are three-way texts between Mark Meadows, Don Jr., and Donald Trump, talking about Don Jr., who who was saying, Don Jr. went on the record saying, there was never an insurrection, nothing ever happened, It's just a bunch of peaceful people. On January 6th, Don Jr. texted his dad and said, you have to go put it into this, this is going too far. Not something you would do if it was a peaceful protest. Uh, But I I think as these things start to uh, unfold, we're going to have a lot more information. I think a lot of it's speculation right now. Going to what you said about the whole Colorado thing, I think it is interesting. I've, I've, tried to I've, I've heard, a heard a lot of stuff to respond yeah. to. You said oh, I know. There's, I know. My, my, I know. There's, my my memory I know there's so is much. Getting... I'm not trying to gish gallop. But the, the other thing that's interesting, going back to the original point that you said, <clears throat> is this is where I think the U.S. fails, is this idea of states' rights, right? Because on one hand... You have states that want to be able to say, we should be able to govern. States are like states are in charge of their own elections, right? But on the other hand, people will say states' rights until something like this happens and says, hey, the state has decided to do something that I don't think the state should be allowed to do. It's very curious. Okay. Um, Let me
0: try to respond because there's a lot of stuff. And I think I heard, was that Steph? I heard pipe in too. So I'd say, first, okay, first of all, um, maybe we just are. I thought we could agree. Maybe we're just not going to. But I would say that that case that you said about Don Jr., that that's very weak. So it's indisputable that, you know, Trump and and the thing, it doesn't matter how many Republican or whatever witnesses there are. The most witnesses is millions of people who were watching live television as Trump got there. So, you know, of course, there were some people who got out of hand. Otherwise, if Trump's if if everything was fine and peaceful, um, Trump wouldn't have needed to say everyone peacefully go home. Um, but because people did start getting out of hand, by the way, like what, like something like 300 federal uh, undercover officers were there. And, you know, not to mention some other people. But um, so who's to say who got out of hand? Um, legitimately, there are a few people who weren't in law enforcement that got out of hand. And, you know, so Trump, that makes sense that Don would say, hey, you got to calm this down. And he's like, yeah, peacefully go home, everyone peacefully go home. So the biggest witnesses is the world who watched that on live TV and to say, well, they're Republicans like that means something. Like, Liz Cheney and these people on the J6 committee have provably, um, you know, demonstrably lied and withheld evidence and kept it from the public and kept it out of their J6 hearings. And now that the J6 tapes are out, you see that. And, you know, because they're the right kind of Republicans who are basically Democrats, um, no one is charging them with, you know, obstruction, lying, any of this stuff, because, you know, they were on the right side against Trump. So it doesn't matter that they withheld all this evidence and, like, just straight up lied um, they're Republicans. That didn't mean anything. It's like Dan Crenshaw, like, you know, the, 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 pirate guy, um, he's awful. Like he was on Twitter, like talking about what a good day this was for Colorado that they kept him off the ballot, um, because he has a personal animus against Trump. And it's like the whole political GOP machine, like the, uh, you know, the RNC, like they hate him. So to say, well, Hey, these are his own people. No, they're not. That's like saying the Pharisees were Jesus's own people. No, they're not. They hated him and murdered him. So um, Trump's not Jesus, but the parallel is, no, these are supposed to be the people um, he's of the party of, but they hate him. Um, there, there are Democrats who have come out and, and talked about how the Colorado ruling um, was wrong and flawed and needs to be overturned, not because they like Trump, but because you know, they're like legal scholars and professors, and they, say, they see how this is a very, very slippery slope. And it is going to ruin our nation because people don't like one political candidate. So there have been Democrats who have come out um, in, in uh, support of Trump on this uh, or against the ruling of Colorado where Republicans celebrated it. Um, so it's, it's really like objectively who can get beyond their personal animus for one political candidate and see the 30,000-foot the view, which is this is the way to destroy a nation. Anyway, um, Steph, uh, Steph was going to say something. Was it Steph?
1: Uh, yeah, I was just going to the states rights things. The, the the whole idea with state rights is to be against tyranny rights. So you defer as much downward as possible. So you decentralize large decisions and then you send them to the states and then the states will send things like zoning decisions uh, and, and uh, business decisions to municipalities. And you just keep going down and down and down and down in an effort against the possibility of tyranny. Uh, so that's why we like it. And that's why we'll never get rid of it. It doesn't mean that we can't criticize it. Like, we oh, no, I, I absolutely think
4: you should be able to. I think you should be able to criticize it. But it's, yeah, like, and this is where there's just a fundamental, like a, like an absolute break in just the way things are done. Because in Canada, if there's a federal law, it's basically tough. It's a federal law. Coast to coast to coast. You don't have any say. It is a federal law. A province can do that's nothing scary. against a federal law. No, It's completely not. It's completely not that not Americans would see
1: that as horrifically tyrannical.
4: Yeah, yeah. it's just, it's just it's just a it's just a difference, just a difference in how things are governed. But yeah, I, I mean, I guess I, I guess we are just going to just not agree. Like you know, it's like just another like another fundamental difference. Like it appears to be Canadians, whether whether they be conservative, liberal, um, or otherwise. Well, like overwhelmingly, I think it's something like not, uh, there, there was a, there was an Ipsos poll that was done and uh, it was, it was a large poll of something like uh, 2.5 2. million people uh, from 19 different income brackets. Uh, so it was, it was a, it was a, it was a wide swath of a, of a survey and more than 90% of the people surveyed viewed he- like view healthcare as a basic human right. <clears throat> and yet yeah, and, and yet, I'd, I'd be curious, like Steph, do you see healthcare as a human right? Uh, no. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's just a fundamental difference that we are not going to agree on.
6: I believe that it's a basic human right. <laughs> I do. Well, Especially I, I mean, in rich countries.
0: I, I would also split the difference though. What is healthcare? Keep someone alive, and out of pain, like you know, start with the most basic care, to you know, going to nutrition, food, clothing, shelter, like the most basics of life, and then you know, try to keep them as pain free as possible, and you know, just don't go crazy. But then when we say, well, healthcare is abortion, healthcare is trans surgeries, uh, which are going to cause a, a, create a lifetime patient. Um, so I mean, it's incredibly subjective, but I I would not be opposed to saying, well, look, it, it, like even in principle, I agree with Steph that no, it's not a right. But if we wanted to be like generous and go against kind of my principles, I would say I can even see an argument um, where we could say, look, we we are, you know, we could easily afford everything, like everything we want to do, uh, healthcare related and stuff like that, if it was like bare bones minimum, right? For just quality of life type, pain related issues, keeping people alive and nutritionally fed. But when we go, when we overblow it, and give people four times the amount of money they need in food stamps and welfare, um, so they can, you know, uh, live in places above their means and buy food way above their means that is completely unnecessary. And then, you know, do medical care that is elective surgeries and, and things like that, and just waste and abuse. Um, that's where I have a serious problem because it's like if we were just efficient and didn't waste and abuse these programs, we could easily pay um, for everyone and not even real, uh, barely even realize it. But now we're feeling it so hard because we're going so overboard. Anyways. Well, I I want to clarify uh, my
1: answer. I I gave you a yes or no because I knew that you were in the middle of something. I think that if it's available, no human should be denied health care. But when you ask me if it's a right, I'm assuming you mean, is it a right the government is obligated to provide? And so my answer is no, right? The government is not obligated to provide health care, shelter, or food. The government is obligated to protect you from war, uh, violence. Uh, They're obligated to maintain your roadways and other things that you pay taxes for. Uh, Shelter and health care are not an obligation of the government. However, lucky for us, the Catholic Church has us covered. So we're good.
0: Yeah, I changed my answer. I, I, where Steph uh, came a little away from her, I go with hers. Uh, Yeah, I I agree. So uh, what Steph said, it's, it's uh, not a right. It's a privilege but it's a privilege that I support and we could easily do it, but I do not support uh, where it has got to now. So
4: hope that helps. Yeah. So, yes. So, so it's interesting. So like within, like, so um, in Canada, elective surgeries, like cosmetic surgery, this, that, the other thing are, are not things that are, are not things that are covered. What about trans surgeries? Is that considered elective or necessary? Uh, That's a good question. I don't know. I've not, that's, that's not something that I've looked, that I've looked into. Um, other things like around, uh, anything around, pr- uh, um, like pregnancy care is considered, it is considered healthcare. So, so like if someone goes to, um, like if someone chooses for whatever reason to terminate a pregnancy that is covered under our healthcare. Um, and, and, but by, by the same token, if someone needs prenatal care of some kind that, that is keeping, uh, is keeping the pregnancy that is also covered, um, I, and, and again, this is just this is a fundamental disconnect and where we, where we simply will not agree. I believe I believe it is incumbent, uh, so I, yeah, I, I just want to make sure I get my wording right. I believe it is incumbent upon uh, societies to care for those who are unable to care for themselves. I, I, I believe like I am fine, I am perfectly fine. With the fact that 51 cents out of every tax dollar collected from my paycheck goes to healthcare. I'm fine with that. I'm perfectly fine with that. And that is a fundamental disconnect. And and if and if if I was told my taxes were gonna increase three percent next year and that two and a half percent of that was gonna go to healthcare, fine, no problem. No problem. Okay,
1: here's the thing, right? Is that the opposite of that in the historic American mindset is not that we don't want those who can't care for themselves to get care, right? In fact, it's very much the same goal. So when you remove competition and you centralize power, you run the risk. It's the same fear that Canada doesn't have, because they don't have the same history, right? It's the same fear. If we centralize this, then what happens is there becomes prioritization when resources run low. So the risk is that if there is people with, hey, Maggie, if there are people with disabilities, if there are people with previous conditions, if there are people who are older, if there are people with whatever, 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 and there's only so much money and resource and doctors to go around, prioritization occurs. So to mitigate that risk, to stop, you know, people with autism from not receiving care because they just physically can't because there isn't enough, we spread the availability of care out as much as possible so we're trying to solve the same problem and we have different ideas about how to go about it
4: yeah and yeah, and, yeah and, and i think that that's fair Steph. that we have different ways of going we have different ways of going about it and and i i just and like it's it's simple like nate i i agree a lot with something that you said like america has such a like we are we are 10 of your population and yet we manage to give health care to everybody Like if, if you did it correctly and I'm not saying our system is perfect, it's not, it is not perfect, but you have a large enough tax base. You could, you could give healthcare free, not, well, not free paid through by taxes, um, to everyone. And it could be a quality of healthcare that would rival anywhere on the planet.
0: Um, Well, there's a couple things. One, I mean, you said it was a, you know, fundamental, fundamental disagreement, um, But not like a bad one, because practically speaking, we we both sound like we're so close that it's like we kind of want the same things, which is, you know, people to be taken care of. Um, But you think this government must do it. And I think, well, you know, I would like to consider it a privilege, uh, the kindness of our hearts, but not force them to do it. But the end result is people get taken care of. I also like to think that, you know, you would probably come to our side where it's like, well, no, this waste and abuse is disgusting. Give people what they actually need. Um, You know, including like welfare, social services, all of it, just like cut back the waste. And then we wouldn't have to increase taxes. We'd be fine with what we're already paying. um, But also you have other metrics, right? Like Canada has a lot less people. And of those people, I'm just going to go on a limb and say you guys are a healthier population. There's more people who are healthy than unhealthy. In America, we have a lot of morbidly obese people with heart disease and all this other stuff. So um, we have more people, we have more money but I think a lot more of our population is unhealthy and would suck a lot more out of the medical care system. Um, So, I mean, you know, there's that. Um, And and then Connie, you asked when president Trump said that I I just read that. Sorry. I assume you, you say you're talking about the peacefully go home. He said that as it was happening, like he got up on stage, he's like, everyone go home, be peaceful, go home. So as it was happening, um, he was telling everyone to peacefully go home. Um, Anyways. So, Yeah, I don't think our disagreement on this is that bad other than a technicality like, you know, the government is commanded to do it versus the government can do it, um, which they would do it in in Nate's ideal world. But they would also like, you know, I I imagine, Michael, um, if someone's like, we're a family of four, we're starving, we're homeless, Uh, can you please give us food stamps? Um, Would you be like, sure, here's the proper amount of money to, you know, not like eat bugs, but here's the proper amount of money to get yourself like nutritious, you know, like, uh, I don't know, beans, lentils, some bread. whatever is going to completely take care of your nutrition 100 percent healthy Um, but you may not love it you may get tired of eating the same thing over and over again Um, or uh, michael you want to give them enough money that they can be obscene and buy like filet mignon and steaks and shrimp cocktails which by the way would be less nutritious um which side would you fall on well no efficient nutritious
4: yeah, no, and in, in that way, like you and I have talked about this before, right? And, and I, yeah, I fall on the side of, of not giving people, you know, things to access. The, one of the hard parts is like in Canada, for example, um, the, 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 the amount of social services is actually inadequate, right? Um, which is one of the reasons why, like I, I'm in favor of rent control, right? Because people in, like, for example, in the city of Toronto, the average one bedroom apartment, Average one-bedroom apartment in the city of Toronto is $2,000 a month, which is obscene, obviously. Um, The average single person for food and shelter from uh, our program called Ontario Works, which is is basically welfare, um, is $1,105 per month for a single person. So they already can't afford rent. So... It's like there, there are massive disconnects all, over. and that's why I'm saying that the system ha- you know, the system is different and you know needs to be reworked all over the place, right? Like I, I have no idea what the welfare system provides for people uh, in the United States. I simply just don't have the information. I can only speak about what we have here, and what we have here is inadequate. And and I and I do see like, and this is a, again like where the disconnect falls. Like I do see it as incumbent on those, like like in in a, I think a civilized society can and rightly should be judged for how they treat and care for the least fortunate among them.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of that makes sense. Um, Steph, Connie?
6: I'd like to ask Michael a question. Michael, can we go back and uh, – because you seem to have a grasp of this, and I and I don't, but I'd like to understand it better – you know, the inflation, that's the only word I've really heard over my lifetime. But somebody the other day I, I heard, um, probably on the news, said two other words, disinflation and deflation. Well, I can get deflation. probably the opposite of inflation, right? But what in the world is disinflation? And they say that's, what, that's what's being observed, not deflation. Can you help me grab a hold of that better?
4: Unfortunately, not. Uh, I'm not. I'm a social worker, not an economist. Um, I, 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 I don't even know that I've heard the word disflation before. I'm not even sure I've ever heard that, that word. St- Steph might have an idea, but I, I don't. I'm, dis, I'm it's, ignorant.
6: It's disinflation.
4: Disinflation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm ignorant. I, I don't even know what that word means. And out of
0: my ignorance, I would at least like to put my foot in my mouth, but I, I, I have no, no knowledge. I've never heard that word, but I'm wondering if it's kind of like how these buzzwords like disinformation and misinformation have recently popped up and this is basically a new term um to to kind of like get around um just calling it you know the actual proper term which would make one side look bad i i have no evidence of this i I haven't heard disinflation but i'm wondering if it's something like that
4: yeah me too Hey, Mark, like I said, I, I, sim- I simply don't know. And I and I, w- I won't talk about something. Like, I, I'm not going to try to feign intelligence. Like, oh, it's this when I don't know what it is.
6: I appreciate that.
0: Hmm. You know what? I had egg foo young uh, yesterday for the first time ever. It was insanely good. I can't believe I lived my whole life and never had it. Yeah, well, fine. I don't like any of you either.
6: Uh, you're a vegetarian, are you not?
0: I, I was a vegan for over five years. Oh. I have, I have fallen pretty hard off the wagon, as, as Mark down there knows. We went to lunch the other day, and I, uh, I pigged out on some taco Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure how it happened. but Yeah, I fell off the wagon hard, but I, I can't do it forever because the whole reason I did it was for, like, health reasons in the beginning. Oh, Michael, that's loud, bro. I don't know where you are. Oh, sorry. Uh, I, I did it for help. Yeah. For well, do you know why
4: you like do you know why you like meat so much, Nate? Because it's because it's delicious. That's why you like
0: it. <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, I've been like you know making up for five years, I'm like, Wow, I, I gotta get off this. Like, I can't do this forever. Like, that's that's the whole reason I did it in the first place. So I don't want to just uh, be back to where I was again. So I have to temper myself at some point. All right. Well, maybe this is a good place to end the day. (laughs) Anyone else have anything before I uh, before I run? I mean, this is longer than I'm usually here.
4: Yeah, sorry. I I just I got to the grocery store trying to beat the uh, the silly rush that will be later. So yeah, how much is a bag of apples? Uh, I don't know. I just bought a bag of russet (laughs) potatoes that was four dollars and fifty nine cents for a ten pound bag.
0: Do you, do you try to buy like name brand stuff or do you buy like a store, the store brand stuff?
4: So I'm in the, this will sound terrible. I'm in the, I'm in the fortunate position where I don't look at the prices. I just buy what I, I just buy what I need or what I want. Um, I, I spend about for my wife and I about $175 a week on, on groceries. That doesn't include me because I get a freezer order every year of meat. Um, so, if I amortize that out, it's probably about $250 a week for groceries, something like that. But I don't really pay attention. Wow.
0: Well, uh, you know, money bags. If you ever want to sponsor an American, um, you know, you could probably sponsor me and Steph and uh, send some of that Canadian charity down here. <laughs> I'm, I'm mostly kidding. But no, no. Okay. So, since you don't look at the price, I mean, do you still look at the brand? Like, do you get like Ruffles or. You know, yeah,
4: I just I I just grab what I want, like, and most of it's just the whatever name brand stuff. Like, yeah, I don't I don't really pay attention. And I, I understand the the kind of gross degree of privilege that is when so many people are kind of pinching pennies. Um, that's <laughs> why that, that's why I donate a lot of money to charity.
3: <laughs>
4: All
0: right, everyone. Well, this was a good discussion. It's interesting how when there's different people on the stage, uh, the conversation takes different different avenues
4: yeah for sure um i will be around a little bit tomorrow and then i'll basically be i'll be off for almost two weeks i have a lot of stuff going on family-wise i I pretty much won't be around for almost two weeks
0: yeah my my wife let me know she is off work tomorrow so i may or may not be here but uh it's good to see you before the holidays everyone so um michael have an awesome time and everyone else
4: yeah cheers everybody cheers